What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to the Footy Fetch Podcast Euro Special Episode 6. Now, we are, uh, well, with myself, Alfred Vincent, with uh, Ollie, down on my Yo. right. Mark, say hello. Hello, hello. And reoccurring guest, friend of the show, Dan Bardell. <laughs> yeah. But um yeah, how's everyone doing? Good. All good, mate. All the better for last night. Knackered. Yeah. I'm knackered. Yeah, a little bit hungover. Yeah, me too. I'm I'm wiped today. Well absolutely wiped. But um but it's coming home. It's coming home. Hey. It's coming home. It's coming home. I've never not uh, get tired of saying that. Oh, me neither. People, yeah, well, everyone else is apparently. <laughs> everyone else in the world is fed up with England fans right now. Brilliant. It's only going to get worse, people. Jealousy. <laughs> yeah. But I guess we should talk. Well, I well, I guess the last time we spoke, we hadn't even played Ukraine yet. Uh-huh. So um, we should probably talk about that from what yeah. we can remember. Uh, I, just well, remember we, I mean, we could go over that pretty quickly. We absolutely destroyed them. Yep. Domination at its finest. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm trying to find it here. Hold on. Ukraine. Here we go. Yeah, it was nice and easy. 4-0. Yeah, two Harry Kane goals. Harry Maguire and Jordan Henderson getting his first goal for England. Love um, it. Happy with that. Dude's mad as well. Did not realise Yeah, that. that's crazy. You should yeah. definitely have had one by now. How do you feel, Mark, about your boy Henderson? He's come in yeah. in the Ukraine game, scored, and then came in yesterday and was fantastic as well. Yeah, no, I mean, I've said from day one that Henderson deserves to be in that team even though he's been out for injury just because i mean obviously the injury isn't great but he has taken a lot of time off so he i don't i know i didn't underestimate him not being fully matched it ready and he's kind of proved that and then he bagged himself a goal which is great yeah. love it i just love to see love it love to see it love to see love it to yeah. still think we uh we made the right decision though by starting phillips and rice i think having hendo on is like a sort of a late sub just to see off the game is it's worked quite well for him he, um, I think he, he we would bring that too much he would bring that um, late structure as well yeah definitely yeah. when you need someone to keep their cool and bring that experience into the team and not crack under the pressure Hendo's a, a great player to have in that sort of situation but um, yeah I'm not sure that starting him would have been the best idea so I think what Gareth's done with him is perfect really yeah, 100%. Um, but yeah, to be honest, I can't. I, I kind of remember the Ukraine game, but this like the whole Denmark thing's been so much stress, it's kind of like left my head. Um, <laughs> yeah, breach. Yeah. But I guess, uh, yeah, but we'll talk more about the Denmark game. Let's talk about that. We destroyed Ukraine. We'll get past it. They weren't as good as, well, we. I thought they would be better coming out of beating Sweden, who were actually a good team. Well, the, um, the Ukraine team were actually quite a physical team in terms of... It's, well, I think they've run the most distance. Or was that Denmark? Or was that Ukraine? I think one of those two teams have been, in terms of like physicality... Uh, we're beating both. We're beating both. But in terms of the physicality of the team, they're all like really physically fit like at the peak, running constantly. Oh, that's like every footballer though, man. Literally into, like, at this level, it's just every footballer is super yeah. fit, isn't it? Yeah, but you have to be. I think what was what was clear was that that early goal against Ukraine just sealed it straight away. It was done yeah. after that first three minutes because you know, they were only going to try and come on to us, and then we would just just break. And I think that was reflected in the Denmark game as well. You saw how well we started in the first fifteen minutes. We we looked like we were going to score, 
And I think there was every intent to get that early goal and sort of put the tie sort of to bed and try and bring them out a bit more. Um, so it didn't work out that way yesterday or for, for the Denmark game, but there was clearly the intent there, I think, to get that early goal and replicate what we did against Ukraine. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, I mean, it was just a great performance, wasn't it? Henderson did fantastic when he came on. I thought he was brilliant when he came on against Denmark as well. Um, I, w I wouldn't start him because I think Phillips, you know, deserves to be there. Although I do think Phillips and Rice had a terrible first half um, yesterday against Denmark. But, you know, they were... I think everyone sort of sorted themselves out in the second half of the Yeah, Denmark definitely. And, and like, if we're going to be good, like, it's fair play to Denmark. They've been really good this, this tournament. But, like, aside from their incredible free kick that went in oh. um didn't really threaten much to be honest no they, they nah. didn't look amazing but we also weren't looking great so i think that made them they'll probably oh, look slightly well, better though. i think yeah we stuck the first 10 15 minutes we started really well it was like the opposite of the germany game where we started off a bit shaky first 10 15 we started really well i thought and then they then came sort of kit started to come into the game a bit more then we started for the rest of the first half we looked pretty shaky and at the beginning of the uh the second half uh we sort of started to look a bit shaky but i think we really kicked on in that second half yeah though. we yeah definitely we did kick on in the second half and i think i i don't think we can just blame phillips and rice but i think that, that our defense last night was looking a bit sort of shaky at times um obviously pickford made couple of mistakes yesterday that we've not really yeah. seen him him make um so far in the tournament so i think there's a couple of small little things that have um come in where it's sort of started to affect the team i think maybe maybe starting to make, not crack under pressure but they're, maybe they're starting to feel the pressure a little do, bit do you more. reckon that's just the um, pressure of us being in a semi-final because if you think about it that was the bigger hurdle because we never got never gotten past the semi-final. Yeah, I, I don't think it was the fact that we were playing Denmark. I think it was yeah, yeah. the fact that we were playing in a semi-final. Where I don't think it really mattered sort of who we were playing. Um, but yeah, I think the the, the the pressure of obviously getting to a semi-final and the history of England only ever getting to what, one final before fifty-five or however many years ago years, it was. Yeah. Five years, yeah. Um, so yeah, I think. All in all, though, it was a good game for for England. Um, definitely a, a character a character building sort of game for him. We, we didn't completely yeah, we wipe the floor like we did with Ukraine. So, well, we showed that we can come back from one nil down and win a game. So, yeah, uh, which is something scary. that we weren't sure about. But to go back to the defending point. Yeah, Walker and Shaw had to cover so many times. Yeah, uh, poor mistakes and stuff like that. And luckily, they've got the legs to do it. Especially Carl Walker's got the legs to. Yeah. yeah. Basically, that injection the, of pace is, is needed. Yeah. From the oldest player on the uh, in the England team as well. Still probably <laughs> yeah. the fastest. I thought we played well. We like like we dominate. I'll not be funny, but we did kind of dominate. We, if you look at the stats and everything, we we smashed them, man. We had ten shots. We had twenty shots to Denmark six, ten on target to Denmark three. We had basically we had fifty nine percent possession. Um, we only had, we committed ten fouls, whereas Denmark committed twenty one. Uh, and at the end of the wow. at the end of the game, the XG for both teams. So we had a three point one eight XG, and they had a zero point two seven. So we oh, should have won that, that game three nil. Do you want to explain what that is for people that don't know? Expected goals are just like from all the bit, you know, everything that's happened during the game and like uh, all that kind of stuff, and how you played based on all the stats is expected. Is yeah. puts into like expected goals, basically oh, how many goals that you yeah. should be expected to 
uh, score in that game. So we should expect it to win that game after the 90 minutes, put everything into account. We should have won that game 3-0. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. But you could take XG as you want, like bright under the champions of the Premier League if we're going to just go off XG. But they can't actually put the ball in the back of the net half the time, <laughs> so it doesn't actually count for shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Um, I do think in that second half as well, I know there's like Stones and Maguire, they like in the first half, we, we didn't seem to be able to win any headers. Yeah. Like, and all we were doing was hoofing it every time. And that was frustrating because or we're losing the headers and then they're just going back to Denmark players. So we were just giving them possession. But then uh, second half, we just seemed to play the ball on the floor. And I thought Maguire and Stones just carried the ball. The amount of times they carried the ball into like the uh, Denmark's half was just unbelievable and they yeah. were skipping past players well, this is, and really driving exactly driving. this is that something we were talking about I think with you on the podcast bar to cut a few episodes ago saying that's what Maguire brings to the team rather than Mings is he will take that ball over the halfway line and even if he can go to the yeah. edge of the box to take a shot Maguire will do it um, <laughs> yeah yeah true it's not always what yeah, you want I mean, but I mean, he'll do it He's done well as well, like oh, yeah, know, taking course, nothing away from Mings because he was integral in the two games. Yeah. Otherwise, we wouldn't be where His we games were. Games like, limited. and even there was a few runs, that Stones did, a few runs that Stones did yesterday that were, just, uh, yeah, they just were were fantastic in order to build up the play to put the pressure on. Um, and the second half, they both just seemed to kind of get it together. I was shocked that they the players that Denmark took off. They were giving them nightmares, yeah. and then they took their the one that scored the free kick. Yep. They took him off, and he looked like a oh, danger. Damn god! Yeah. Um, he, and yeah, and didn't even start. And when he came on, yeah, he, did he didn't do anything. Well, they nothing. looked like they just sort of ran out of gas and gave up towards the end. Well, that's the thing, because at the beginning we yeah. were losing a lot of balls. Every time we got the ball, they were pressing so hard, they were closing us down really quickly. And I think for that first half, it did work quite well, but it took its toll in the second half because you could tell that they've clearly pushed maybe they've done 60 70 percent of what they were capable of doing in, in the full game within the first half so that second half it led them to obviously make all those early earlier substitutions and then what they made five subs by the end of the game we've made one um and it sort of just proves that we just obviously stuck it out they were obviously pressing us we were obviously losing the ball quite a lot in the first half but um it's obviously yeah, taken its toll on them and they've had to make all these subs but um i think in the grand scheme of things, um, the, the second half was definitely a lot more or a lot more convincing from England than the first. Um, but there was definitely a lot of sort of good moments in the first half that we can we can take away and build upon as well. But yeah, it was a, it was a, a tough first half. I think uh, it was good. I was very very glad we got that goal before half time because I think that changed a lot. Um, getting the getting the goal for sort of. If, if we got the goal in the second half, uh, well, if we hadn't scored in the first half, I think it would have made getting a, a goal in the second a lot harder. Uh, going into half time with at least you are still on level terms is a bit more of a, a sort of a confidence boost. And the fact that we got two balls whipped in to Sterling within 48 seconds or something, and unfortunately the first one, if he'd hit it anywhere other than directly at um, Smichael, then it would have been a goal. Um, second one obviously was um, obviously great ball in from Saka and if uh, it wasn't an own goal then Sterling would have been right there to suck it away so regardless it would have been the a... keeper again oh, yeah. I think we'll, <laughs> you know, Schmeichel's just some, shown that he's an absolutely fantastic goalkeeper even though you know I don't know who already didn't think that he was 
but have shown that he's fantastic. He's a great keeper, and you know, if he hadn't, if there had been any other keeper, really, we would have smashed them. Yeah, we would have, I you know, agree. I mean, you look at the, um, the stats you just read out as well. Like, yeah, we had ten shots on target, keeper. only scored two of them, and you know, Schmeichel, I, can, I can think of a you know a hand, a couple saves. We've got, saves uh, that, uh, we've got someone on the chat. It's your dad, I think, Alfie. So well, Schmeichel versus Pickford. Pickford on penalties, and Big Donny Chai said it. He was talking about the free kick, which was a beaut. Um, yeah. So, Schmeichel versus Pickford on penalties? Question. Um, I'd probably. Oh, Schmeichel. Schmeichel. Schmeichel yeah. yeah. He just seems Schmeichel. way more ready for it. Uh, and he's more well in recent memory. I can, you know, I Schmeichel against penalties more than Pickford. I guess at the World Cup he was he was decent, but uh, Schmeichel's just an all-round better keeper, isn't he? Yeah, of course. Uh, I was. But, I didn't go to penalties last night. I was not confident at all. Um, yeah, yeah, I really didn't want pens. No, but, uh, glad we got that goal. Let's, um, uh, let's, sorry, Oli, but let's uh, let's talk about Bakai Saka for a moment because I really want to talk about him. Uh, another, <laughs> another really great, another really great performance from the uh, the Arsenal man. Uh, yeah. yeah, just bring something, you know, him and Sterling down them wings, man. They uh, cause they bring so much pace and so much, you know, direct running at defenders and stuff like that that. I think they could really cause a problem for Chiellini and uh, Benucci uh, on Sunday. They uh, burn them for pace, but yeah. But uh, what did you think of your uh, your guy, Oli? Um, I didn't think he was. He was. Don't get me wrong. He he played really well, but I don't think he was as convincing as he has been in the, the uh, games prior to that. Um, I think he was double teamed. Yeah, yeah, of course. Obviously, they they look at him and they, they, they look that. at his previous um, performance and they go, right, okay, well, yeah. he's definitely someone we need to keep an eye on. So, he was. It was a different type of game, so um, it was it was hard for him to sort of impress as much, um, sort of as much as he did in the in the sort of two games previous. But I think all things considering, um, he had a really good game. Um, and like what you said, I think when we were choosing our initial team that. Um, he's not going to be pissed off if he gets taken off after an hour or 70 minutes or something because yeah. he's not expected to play all 90 minutes and to be honest in the first half I thought he was going to get taken off at half time for Grealish um, I'm obviously glad he didn't because uh, he did did do uh, really well obviously he didn't I think he played till 60 70 minutes or something like that in the end it's but decent. yeah he, he's never going to complain about that because he's, he's still young he's still got a lot to learn but if he's still sort of um, got a lot coming for him then there's only up from here really um, it's going to be interesting to see what, what he does and how he progresses um, I think I sent a message to you guys um, after the equaliser and I said I thought Saka should have probably whipped that ball in a little earlier instead of sort of taking in a touch but obviously the ball went in the back of the net which is all that matters really um, and yeah I think um, yeah still a really good game uh, incredible player. Um, I'm going to quote Alf here. Saka is the goat. Uh, <laughs> I did say that. I was pretty gassed up at the time. Yeah. Yeah. No. I think he's uh, definitely one to, for the for the future in terms of playing more consistently and uh, for longer. Uh, but I think he's uh, again only 19 years old. He's he's got a lot to learn, and um, I don't think he's well. He's had a phenomenal first tournament, um, yeah. first proper tournament. So yeah bring more of that to the uh, Arsenal team for next season. Yeah, well, hopefully that continues. He has it. You won't have players like Kane putting them balls through for him, unfortunately. No, that's but, a lot uh, Yeah, it was a crazy a pass. I guess you could just see, though, the potential for a player like Saka, though, if you've got the right team around him. 
Yeah. He might be our like really unlikely one that we weren't talking that we weren't talking about to be that future starter on that wing. You know how we were talking about Sancho and Rashford and you know the you know Grealish and Foden playing out there. Maybe you know we weren't really talking about Saka. We were like, yeah, he's a great option, but if he keeps playing the way he's playing, he will be that option. That he will be like one of the first names on the list. Well, Southgate seems to be putting him on that list straight away. Start Saka, take him off for. Well, he has. He has. Do you start him in the final then? Huh? Do you start him in the final then? Um, it depends how we're gonna go. I think we're gonna go three at the back again. So if we're gonna do that, love that. I wouldn't formation. mind. I wouldn't mind going to the team that we started against Germany, basically. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I really like that. Really like that game and as then well. Then you start Saka. You start, right? Yeah. Huh? Saka yeah. started in that one, didn't yeah. he? So you would start him. No, did he start in that? He didn't he start in Sancho started. Sancho started, yeah, against Germany. Oh, no, Sancho started, uh, no, started against um, Ukraine. Yeah. It was uh, Saka. No, it was Saka. Oh, yeah, it was Saka started against that. Like okay, so yeah, no, yeah, I'll start the team that we played Germany with, I think. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, he did. Um, oh, because like I was saying, yeah. Sterling and Saka will cause horrific problems for Benucci and Chiellini if they're gonna, you know, be running at them and knocking the ball past them. Um, they're not huge they players, defenders. but they're not big, tall players, Sterling and uh, um, and Saka, but because of that. They're just going to cause so many issues. They're so quick. They're just not afraid to just run straight at the defenders, cause issues for them. And obviously, they feel contact. They, obviously, they, they get fouled or whatever. They'll go down and they'll get they'll get a, um, a free kick in a pretty good position, hopefully. Um, I think, obviously, last night clearly proved that that's what they're very good at. Obviously, Sterling got the penalty. Obviously, there's lots of questions being asked about the penalty, but that was due to him running at the at the defenders and that's what we need to keep doing make sure that we're not sort of we don't fear them we yeah. we, we, we need to show that we're proper up for it and especially since since germany since the group since the knockouts have started um we've looked so like so much more up for it less lethargic and and really going for it i think uh yeah i, I don't know it's gonna be interesting i think i think it's coming home though to be honest, I think it is coming home. Uh, if we're gonna, I'm, I was, yeah. So this is the game that I'm obviously the least confident about, understandably. Mm. But still, I, yeah, I've got to believe in the boys. We've got to do it. We should probably talk about the penalty as well. To be fair, I've said, I've said throughout, I would like to face Italy because I know they've been good, right? But Spain were the better team. Yeah. It's them, and I still don't think they've really been like like that much um, I feel like we could get at the get at the back my only issue with starting Saka is that he picked up the ball so much and ran it so much on that touchline and I get it he's hugging the wing right but the amount of times the ball just was going out of play or he was running into nowhere mm. and easily cut off the ball because he's not that strong I don't I was getting so frustrated with him because I thought he went missing in the first half and then yeah he popped up and he was in the right place, right time, I guess, and crossed it in. I thought that was good. I'm not saying he was terrible by any stretch of the imagination because he wasn't, but it was so frustrating. As you said, Ollie, I think I thought he was going to get taken off, but then he, he pops up with that. But is that worth keeping him in the team for? It might sound strange. It might be a Sancho tackle. It's Italy. Chiellini and Benucci, they're going to. 
they're so strong. They they would have had experience playing against like us players. And if we've got someone in, you know, Rashford Sancho or even changing them put Grealish, then it's a different type of problem, isn't it? I don't it? think any and of they're them not, they're not as likely to I don't think any of them can goal. match Chiellini or Benucci for strength. No, no. All of them are gonna get bundled well, the on. They're less likely I think Saka's more likely to get well. Barring Grealish, I think Saka's more likely to out of them not to pick up fouls and do something yeah. that will pick, you know, that you know he can make it look whatever that kind of thing. It might be a case of the fact that yes, they're not stronger, but if they're quicker, if they can get themselves in a position where they're fouled or whatever have you, that they can they can cause these defenders to foul them in convenient places, and then it's not just about them obviously running down the wing or, or wherever they are it's about obviously get working on those set pieces and whipping in those balls which obviously sure has been um phenomenal at doing this so far this tournament and a number of other players um but yeah i think get it on that it, slab ed exactly but um yeah no definitely i think it's putting the ball in yesterday yeah sorry we were terrible putting the ball in yesterday yeah. our, corners, our corners were horrific yesterday but no but i think anyway. um on sort of the side note of that, I think the referee made a, a lot of very, very questionable um, decisions last night. Just not just for one team, for both teams. There was a lot of very soft yellow cards and soft fouls, but then there was very obvious fouls that just didn't get picked up at all. Um, and obviously, the, the foul that led to I mean, the I mean, our, our penalty that should have been a penalty. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But even even the uh, the foul that led to um, the Damsgaard free kick, don't it's understand fire. how that was a foul. Yeah, don't understand it at all. Like, obviously, the initial contact with, with the uh, the first free kick that they took, but and then was it Shaw or Stones or someone that um, ended up um, sure. yeah, causing another free kick ten yards further in front? But it was a bit like everyone was hugging onto each other. Everyone was doing it, and you pick out one player and you give you a free kick for that. I think okay. it was a bit. There was See how a lot they were of crowding as well. That was questionable. Just also, no reason for him to go down because his legs still work in that position. No, exactly. But I, yeah. I think uh, there's a lot of talk about the. And then the you got people Sterling. Yeah. yeah. Well, there was two bits of contact that led to uh, Sterling's penalty. He got. I don't think it was the Vestergaard challenge i think it was more the, the is it jensen the um the other player that came in i think it was the fact that there was contact from both maybe not enough from one to cause a a, a foul but when you've got contact from both sides i think you can't not give one i think you have to sort of give the whole incident or give the whole incident a, as a foul um especially just... um when none of that contact is near the ball yeah, like, foul, exactly. man. You can say what That's people can say what they want about it. But it, was a, it was a penalty. It's a penalty. It yeah. was a penalty. So, you know, like we were saying yeah. in the chat, everyone we'll, we'll get onto people talking shit. I suppose we might as well. We're going to get onto that at some point. But we were saying in the chat, like people talking about England on Twitter, saying you know cheating, whatever. It's like people forgetting that you know the hand of God happens. Uh, oh, Simeone, man. Simeone getting Beckham sent off. Uh, Ronaldo, you know, over exaggerating, getting Rooney in trouble in Euro at the Euros, all this stuff. None of these players were, none of this stuff was called called cheating. I mean, even like the hand of God, people didn't really care. Well, they called it the they hand of God. Um, so true. it's just people, it's just an anti-England thing, and it's it. easy to say as an England fan, but it is true. Like, let's be honest. And I hope we, I hope we win it more so that it will just 
piss everyone else off. I think yeah. it'd be amazing. I'm here no for all the shithousery that's going to come after this. Oh, we yeah. live in rent-free in every other nation's head. <laughs> um, I think what's I think... annoying about, about legislation of it being a foul or not is is the fact that there is an incident in the same game where Denmark have scored from and it's probably yeah. less of a foul than what Sterling got. That's the annoying yeah. thing. Yeah. And... Uh, but yeah, people are going to speak so cares, man. We're in a we're in a Euros. We're at the Euros final, man. If they were, if they're, you know, whatever. And also, oh, one thing that I did say, I did see a lot of people saying was obviously having Wembley as a place where we play basically all of our games was a huge was you know basically steering the tournament towards us. Uh, I've seen that a lot of Twitter. I don't know obviously how you guys feel about it, but I've got a stat for you on it. So, of the twenty-one major tournaments since nineteen eighty. Only four host nations have made the final, so it can't be that easy, can it? If only four host nations in twenty-one tournaments have yeah. made the final, it can't anything, be that easy. If anything, it's the opposite. Every single game has been played at, in their country yeah. as well. We've not. We've obviously oh, England have played all their games bar one in in England, but every other team has played games. Elsewhere, all stuff. over Europe and stuff like that. Italy have played a fair few games in Rome. Like uh, it's, it's, it's sort of a give and take, really. Yeah, it um, is what it is. If people just okay, Scotland would have won both their home games, right? Yeah, true, yeah. true, true. Yeah, they would have won about bottom, it, really. Yeah, the best thing that they've ever done wouldn't be coming bottom of the uh, <laughs> Euros of the Euros of the Euro group. But uh, um, obviously, also a lot of talk about the whole. Uh, situation with the penalty with um schmeichel uh an england fan or supposedly an england fan probably an england fan yeah uh, safe to assume shined a uh, yeah shined a, a laser in um schmeichel's eyes just before the penalty was taken and now england are being charged for it um by the uh, uefa um i assume it's only a fine or something i don't think they've released too many details about it just yet and I assume it's going to be some sort of investigation, then a fine. I don't think we're going to be kicked out of the Euros for for that. Oh, fuck at the end of the no day, <laughs> at the end of the day, Michael still saved the penalty. It was just obviously the yeah. follow up. That's why I don't give a shit. About it. Obviously, still put it away. So at the end of the day, I don't know how much of an effect that actually had on him. And when you're that far away, trying to shine a laser at someone that's a couple of hundred meters away, trying to actually get the laser. On a very small target in the grand scheme of things, on their face, that's a hard job. That deserves an award, <laughs> very actually. Hard like job. Jesus yeah. Christ, well, sign him up to the army. Yeah, exactly. But a sniper yeah, out there's, here. There's a lot of well, When about. you look at the video replay of that, it's literally that it looks so bad when they take the screenshots that you see it and it's on his face, and you think, "Oh man, that must have literally been when he's kicked the ball." Yeah. But it's for like a split seconds. It. That like it's yeah. just. At the end of the day, like it, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's if he if he hadn't saved it, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of peak, isn't it? But he saved it. Yeah, yeah. and it know. was a shit save because it knocked it straight it well into enough. the path. So you know, yeah, it was a shit penalty. Yeah. It also be seems to be in charge for the laser, the laser pen. Yeah, we're being charged for the laser pen, but it's also for the fact we booed the national anthem. Oh, and right, there was yeah. fireworks. The booing so. the national anthem thing's got to stop. It is. <laughs> it's like yeah, a, that is something that is really annoying, man. Oh, it's yeah, a national anthem song. Time. If they want to boo it, let them boo it. If they're obviously then starting saying like, 
racial slurs, then obviously do something. But they're just booing no, the just about it's like sportsmanship and respect. You know, and mate, it's just having respect for other countries that are coming over here, bruv. Like you can know, do stuff, but... but just don't boo their national anthem. Chill, bruv. Well, how would you feel you if another country booed your national I'd love the shithousery as well. Like it's national anthem, you're obviously it's the opposite one. Like they've had a few bevs. It's just just booing a national anthem. It's not. Yeah, that but it's not people... it's not cool, but it's not like offensive. It's not like we do so really much as a football as a football fan group that we need to at some point we need to chill a little bit. You know, we'll probably don't start don't, don't start with a national game. anthem. Do you know what I mean? That's not like the worst side of things. I mean, I'd probably do our national anthem. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't. Yeah. It is what it is. But you know, at the end of the day, we're in the Euro final, and it. Uh, yeah, yeah. And it's coming home, so it's coming home, so yeah. it doesn't really matter. But it was we'll, a, a massive middle finger to uh, Schmeichel after his, the comment that he made in the press conference, not yesterday, the day before. Oh, yeah, is it home? The, uh, has it ever been? His, home? Yeah, you must have heard about the, obviously it coming home. Uh, how important do you think it is for uh, to Denmark to stop it coming home tomorrow? Has it ever been home? It's like, oh, yeah, we won in 1966. Was, yeah, that was a World Cup, wasn't it? That wasn't the Euros. The thing ain't called It's Coming Home Again. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't matter you know what I mean. It doesn't matter. What, it doesn't, yeah, it was coming home. But anyway, let's get off. We'll get off of England. Well, kind of, not really. We're going to talk about the final. Uh, <laughs> I can't, the Italy-Spain game, it was a bit like, it was all right. It, I think both teams were pretty average, to be honest, in the 90 minutes. And then the extra time wasn't great either. Um, yeah, Liverpool, uh, Liverpool. Liverpool, what the fuck? Italy just looked like a completely different team uh, without Spinazzola. Uh, if they had Spinazzola right now, I'd be capping myself. Uh, I'd be really scared. Hasn't he got but, quite a serious injury, though? Yeah, about eight. five, six months out, isn't it? Oh, yeah, so, yeah, he's done his Achilles. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, yeah I, I watched it. it with you, Elf, and we, I think we both said a few times that Quite happily, I'd take either of these teams right now in the final because neither one really looked dominant, sort of better than the other. Mm. I think both teams had a, a bit of a crap game, but it was the fact that it, both of them did. It wasn't just one that made it so it obviously went on for so long. And the penalties were shockingly bad. Mm. I'd actually rather play Spain, I think, but yeah, I'm with you still. I'm with you still on the whole. Uh, I just think the way we play, we we'd suit better to play Spain, I think. But um I'm worried about Italy on the counter. Insigne and Mobley didn't do anything, did No, they? their centre forward play has been horrific. Mobley's not been good at all. You've got you've got fancy like Maguire and Stones and even Carl Walker, who's I think's been fantastic. Like his covers yeah. have been brilliant. You've got fancy those three. Uh, I don't know if you really include Shaw because he plays so high yeah. on the pitch, but yeah, against them, against that, that sort of forward line, we fancy our chances. And I mean, we're probably going to play yeah, two holders again, so. aren't we? So, but do we counteract their three in the middle with three in the we middle? No, because I think I think we've got a, if we play three five two, I think we're giving them enough problems because we can interchange that into a. What a four-three-three! Three, if we want, but I think we're giving them enough problems because we're they're going to think we don't want to leave too many gaps in the in the centre or, or in their defensive line, knowing that we've got Kane, Sterling, and probably Saka running at them yeah, as no, well. Definitely. I wouldn't bother, you know, matching the three up. I'd keep keep the two holders. Then we'd quickly change into a back seven. <laughs> like that. 
Hopefully that'll be yeah, true, good actually, enough. Yeah, we can get loads of people behind the ball. Just have Kane on the halfway line and have Saka and Sterling do a run. Oh, basically. That pace. Um, up, getting Exactly. Going, sorry, slightly going back to the last game. What did people think about Grealish coming off after he'd already after he'd come on? Makes perfect sense. I'm completely fine with yeah. it. him for the final, maybe. No. Oh yeah, I'm glad. No, all... I was taking him off for Trippier because, to be yeah. honest, admittedly, he wasn't doing a lot, and no. we didn't need him. Apparently, oh, when yeah. Denmark have gone behind. Denmark have gone behind in the in the like the last ten minutes of the game or something. They've thrown four up top, so they yeah. played with four up front. Wow! But that was yeah. just to counteract oh. that by bringing on another defender. So yeah, it makes total sense. In the ground yeah, he's not going to take Sterling off. And Foden at that point was, yeah, and Foden was playing like I don't know. Foden looked so yeah, good when he came on. So did yeah, very comfortable. Foden. Foden was up for it, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm glad we're all of the, the same opinion though, because there's a, there was a lot of talk. Oh, is he injured? Is he not? Like, uh, why has he not been? Why has he been taken off? Is it, is it because he wasn't performing very well? I think it was just tactics, really, from Southgate. He wanted Part to obviously shore up that back line, uh, make sure we don't concede. Like, if if we're up and there's only what well, it was, basically this just the second half of extra time to be played. I think at that point you've just got to yeah. Throw everyone behind the ball. Make sure you're just playing possession the football. Keep it away. Ten minutes. This is like 10, 15 minutes. Like it's no big deal. Yeah, exactly. Uh, would you guys think of the prospect of uh, Jordan Henderson? Would you start Jordan Henderson in the no. final? I, I wouldn't start him. I think he does do well as subbing it, like a making a sub later on in the game. Don't know about starting. No, I don't know. I could. I. I wouldn't be I, mad. Doing so well coming into the team. It's a bit late. I get, yeah, I do get that, and it was a bit unfair on Rice and Phillips. But then, to be honest, I don't think Southgate gives a shit about unfair. No, um, he thinks what's best, what's yeah. best to play against. No, I, I'm not. I would. I'm fine if it's Rice and Phillips or Rice and Henderson or Phillips and Henderson. I'm fine with it. Mm. Um, I think I'd rather I just, keep it as is for now. Um, just maybe just not disrupt what's going on. The sort of the the feng shui of the whole team right now and. Obviously, I know they'll all be playing together in trading and everything like that, and I don't think it would be uh, a massive uproar from anyone in the England team that Hendo's starting. But I think the team that we, we, what we've put out and Rice and Phillips, bar on on an occasion yesterday, have been a solid pairing throughout the whole tournament. Mm. Really, they've definitely earned um, it. Yeah, exactly. They've earned their place in the final there, and um, I'd be happy with both of them starting definitely. Well, yeah, I'm happy with it, but I'm so, but where I'm coming from, great. sorry, is where. Uh, if if it's tactically like what like what Gareth sees it and how he wants to play it, then Henderson should start if that's the case. To be fair, if if Southgate does make I mean? those decisions, then I'm fully backing it. Like, yeah, me too. But like at the start at the start of the tournament, oh, why are you not playing Greedish? Come on! Yeah, and then he, it's like, well, he's Southgate. pretty much won every. Like, you know, we're a final. We're in the final, and he's he's doing what he's doing. So he's yeah. ignoring the press. He's not crumbling to like the media saying Grealish needs to play. All the fans saying they want to see X, Y, and Z. Everyone's saying, why the fuck is Sancho not playing? We brought Sancho on and Sancho crushed it. So clearly, Gareth Southgate knew Sancho's weakness and strengths and was like, this is where you're, this is the game for you, mate. So if, if he starts Henderson, then I'd just be like, cool, Southgate's got this. Yeah, he's starting for a reason. Likewise, if he starts Rice and Phillips, I'll be like, cool, cool let's yeah. go. You you said earlier about the if Italy play the three in midfield. I think what Rice and um, and Phillips have done so well is 
and they do it for their club football as well, but they're so good at carrying the ball. I know Henderson is, well, I'm not saying he isn't, but Henderson's great, and he's been fantastic at shoring it up, shutting up shop, like he's been brilliant at passing the ball. And what you get with Phillips is those deep, uh, those runs from deep. He did it um, in the first game, um, and he set up some great, great goals carrying the ball forward. I think he did it briefly yesterday, but Rice as well, really good at dribbling with the ball. It's probably a trait that not a lot of people see, but if you look at a lot of his uh, games for West Ham, he's been fantastic at holding on to that ball. Even if he does a lazy touch, he will go into that tackle and he normally normally gets it. And I think they've been fantastic, so I wouldn't change it up. And if you're going to match the three, I think the energy of Rice and Phillips will be be fine. And bring Henderson on, by all means, because if we're, you know, fingers crossed, we're winning 1-0 or something, Bring Henderson on because he probably will bang you a penalty anyway. So if it does get to that, also he's got he has got that. No, I'm with you. I'm with you completely. Like I'm not against Phillips and Rice. Uh, I'm just saying if oh, yeah, if, yeah. if Southgate's I plan or whatever going to into the game is all oh, right. We're not going Phillips and Rice. We're going Henderson and then one of the two. Um, I just don't want people to freak out because. Well, I think people have been Listen, freaking man, out Rice over a lot of um, sort of changes that sort of will get. Garrison changes seem huge amounts, but when he has, there's been a lot of obviously talk and people obviously pissed off a lot of the time that obviously Jaden Sancho and Grealish aren't starting and that sort of stuff. But I think it's now got to the point where people in Gareth we trust. Uh, we need to just trust the process, trust what he's doing. We've yeah, like, like you guys have said, we got to the final now and. Everything he's done so far has worked, so why not trust him for this for this last game? Um, anyone, oh, even, think, even if uh, Hendo does start, it's not like we're bringing on some kid who's not got any experience. That we're bringing on sort of Henderson that's got plenty of experience in mm. finals. That's another and, thing, we've got, got a mad bench. We've got a mad bench. He's yeah. captains Liverpool in Champions League finals, this kind of thing. So he's another reason why maybe he may get a nod ahead of one of the boys. Do you know what I mean? Just to level it out, because we saw. Yeah. Against Germany, Rice and Phillips both picked up early yellow cards. And it only takes a more of a tricky midfielder like your Barre- like your Barellas, like your Locatellis, for them to be pushed over the limit. Because, you know, Gundogan and Cruz are fantastic, but they're not tricky in terms of going to cause you to foul them, if you know what I mean. Um, they're not going to dance around you. Will they? They'll just, you know, spread the ball about. But... Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. It'd be interesting. Obviously, whatever he does, man, I, I'm I'm cool with it. But uh, what would you? One thing from the team. I just want to get one thing from the team that you guys would like to see on Sunday. So like maybe it's someone starting, someone playing in a certain position, whatever. Something you guys would like to see. That's um, a big question. Because mine would kind of be. I, I'm just a bit torn between. Saka and Sancho, but I would like to see one of them start. But also Mount come out for Grealish. Yeah. I'd like to see yeah. a, a Grealish get heavily involved playing quite a large portion of the game. Mm. Only because I felt Mount, we were talking about on the group chat, Mount sort of disappeared into the background a little bit, I think, mm. uh, in the uh, game against Denmark. And maybe this whole tournament he hasn't been sort of what we expected but then i guess a few players haven't right but yeah yeah but then some players we didn't expect much have done a lot more than what we expected so mm-hmm. yeah, yeah I, i'd like to see Grealish think... have a larger a larger portion of the game so i think he really ha- he has had moments where he's done really well 
especially coming on as like an impact sub. He's had like really good moments where he basically got us two goals from playing. Yeah. Um, so I'd like to see him play like a, a good portion of the game. I'd also like to, I'd like to see Sancho as well, just to, just because to, he is just an absolute talent on the ball and just his yeah. positioning is immaculate as well. I say um, Aaron Ramsdale to start in goal. Jesus. Um, <laughs> number one. No, it's not going to that, please. Not yet. Okay. Um, yeah, no, stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I don't think we need to... I don't think there's anything glaringly... Well, there's nothing out there that I would... Out of the ordinary, I think that would... Um, it doesn't have to be out of the ordinary. Or whatever. Where, where something you'd like to see from the game, maybe you know, well, apart from us win, we can yeah, play whatever enough, team we bloody enough. like. Just win the game. Yeah. That's all I need. No, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. But uh, Bars, what, what do you think? I'd... Yeah, I think the only one maybe I'd do is I. I understand what you're saying about Mount because I thought Mount didn't do a lot yesterday, but with Mount is he, he surprises me every time I like. I watch him play. Great player, don't get me wrong. Don't get mm. me He's wrong. a lot better, I think, than people give him credit. Yeah, people give him. Um, I think, I think I would probably change Saka. And but I don't know. I still don't know who for. I don't know if I'd put in um, Sancho or if I'd try and put someone else there. Maybe Sancho. I mean, Sancho could do bits. I just feel like as well you could bring on Saka because he plays a he plays a wing back for yeah. Arsenal. He'd be quality to bring on as well. Even in a defensive sense, so um, yeah. I mean, if Gareth starts the same team, then I'd be more than happy with whatever he yeah. picks. To be honest, um, uh, yeah, I think maybe maybe I'd like to see Sancho. And if Sancho doesn't do anything for like the first fifty minutes, fifty-five minutes, you know, I think maybe uh, like replace him because in reality, is he gonna? Is Sancho? likely to take a penalty I don't know I've never seen Sancho no you probably uh, Harry came off of Grealish oh so like sorry to butt in boys we have got a comment saying but actually from but actually just dropping in to say I was at Wembley last night and it was unreal let's go oh man I'm jealous Very I'm jealous. actually jealous Very of that jealous. that must have been yeah. an absolute atmosphere I bet yeah I bet it was crazy outside afterwards when you yeah. like walking the station know, and that, and that must have been nuts um, Definitely. That's not what the vibe was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I assume yeah. you're English, and uh, yeah, it would have yeah. sucked. Yeah, I suppose it would have sucked if you were Danish. But are you, are you going to the final as well, or are yeah. you is it just uh, just semi-finals? Are you going? If not, are you going anywhere nice like a box park? I've been seeing that's that's been going crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah but crazy expensive. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's very expensive, and it's very hard to get a ticket. I think for the game last night, there was over uh, what. About three or four days before the event, there was over seventy-five thousand people that tried to get a ticket to uh, um, yeah, to Box Park. That's, that's more, more than the people in Wembley. Yeah, that's because yeah, there's more people that were actually in Wembley last night. Oh, so. Jesus, <laughs> uh, I'm trying. Uh, he said, "Oh, he or she," but actually said, "I'm trying to f trying for final tickets, but it's so hard." Fingers crossed. Oh God, I don't okay. know if you're gonna get them, man. Yeah, but that's I, gonna be I difficult. Wish you the best today, but... I wish you the best. It's pretty penny as well. Yeah, hundred percent. There's yeah. even there's even a lot of people um, like social media people like Harry Panera. I think put something on his Instagram earlier asking if anyone can sort tickets for two of his friends. Yeah. It's not for him. He's already got tickets, but yeah, any anyone can sort tickets for two of his friends. And if someone that's got like sort of the money um, to be able to buy tickets, if he can't get hold of them, he needs a hookup. Then 
it's going to be hard for a lot of <laughs> sort of your average joe to be able to uh, i was going to say a, uh, uh we could do a little plug as well but but actually if you have any pictures or anything that was like showed the vibe of the night from the denmark game you can send them to us on our instagram page and um yeah, yeah we'll, we'll just chuck up on our story or something if you know anything about it well, we are free fetish on the instagram you know all the, all the other it's social subscribe, subscribe on Twitch, subscribe everywhere. Yeah, yeah, if you haven't followed on Twitch, everyone that's listening on watching, yeah. please do so. We're nearly at our fifty follower goal. Let's that's go, it. guys. Let's get back to the final, lads. Right. Yeah. Score predictions. Oh. You can see from the notes, I'm going one 0 England. Right. Bit conservative, but it's realistic. Oh, it's going to be a bit. I think there'll be chances for both teams, but I don't think. I think converting them will be the problem. Yeah, I think defending will be the main priority. Obviously, attacking is how you win a game, but I think they're going to be. I think both sides, the defensive line was going to be very um, strict or organised because both teams have got really good attacking. I probably will go two uh, one England because it's coming home, but it's, I think it'll be a two one. Two one England. All right, Ollie. Oh, I don't know. I'm so um, torn, but uh, it's coming home. It's just depending on how convincingly it comes home. Um, <laughs> I'm going to manifest it. Three 0 England. Whew. It's happening. We're doing it. It's going with crumble. It would be pretty we're mad if we just came out and Italy. scored two goals like in the first 15 minutes and just saw the game. Oh, out. If, we, <laughs> if we were to do that, score two in the first 15 minutes, I think I would maybe be a little bit more worried because then I'd just be the, the going from such a high to potentially Italy coming back and like winning or something. I'd be like, oh, fuck's sake. plenty of comebacks this Euros as well. Exactly. So yeah, I think yeah. early early goals are, are, are good, but. I don't want that to then just be part the bus from 20 minutes mm. on because we've scored two and then it's just no no form of attack. It's just constant. They've got pressure on us at all times. And obviously at that point, they've got nothing to lose, really. Um, they're just going to go all out. So Yeah, I don't yeah. think Denmark enjoyed the scoring early. No, yeah. but we definitely did. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, 3-0 yeah, England, let's do this. Yes, 3-0. Okay, Bars, what, what are you saying, my man? I will go. I'll go three-one England, and I reckon we do it in extra time. One-one, obviously, we do it in extra time, and I reckon it'll be like a couple last minute, but it'll be like really emotional when we get that third. Stones, I reckon, will pocket a header at some point. Oh, Stones header! Wow. Okay. If anything, I wish. I hope that happens. Yeah, that's a lovely story. Incredible. I thought you said uh, Jones then, as in Phil Jones. <laughs> I wish oh, England team were watching. Oh man! But, uh, I don't that guy's fit at all anymore. Yeah, no, I don't. Even, I forgot he played football. Does he still play? I guess he's still on your books, isn't he? Yeah, man, we tied him down. Thank God, we tied him down to like a five-year contract. I think not long ago. Oh, nice, <laughs> nice. Yeah, just year or two in case. Ago. Thank God. Yeah. Just in case he grows into that potential. You never know. But, uh, Future England captain. Yeah, exactly. Oh. Yeah, of course, of course. But uh, we'll get into some transfer news now. We've talked Euros. Obviously, it's coming home. That's basically gist. If you uh, if you've missed yep. anything, it's coming home. Yeah, if you've missed any win. of the last five episodes, it's coming. Yeah, home. It's coming home. Uh, but yeah, uh, transfer news. Obviously, uh, I guess. Well, I, we didn't get a chance to talk about Palace last week. 
uh, about their point in Vieira as manager. Right. We'll skip him next um, week as well. Yeah, well, I guess we could talk about that a little bit. Uh, it's not my whole thing. Is gonna not really gonna be that kind of like mad anything. I'm sort of just riding his wave, see open minded, see what happens. Um, he hasn't even we haven't even kicked a ball under him yet. Do you know what I mean? So let's see how we play and results go. It's not the most like exhilarating appointment after being you know after the Nuno, but then Nuno, I'm not sure if I, I would have taken him like that. That's not that's not. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to lie to you, but I don't think I still don't think he would have been the great. I think he's man. I don't know why Spurs have gone for him. It's a weird, weird appointment. They need someone. Um, Jesus, yeah, they tried everyone else yeah. and then got. They should have gone for Rafa. They should have gone for Rafa. Rafa makes more sense to me at Spurs than he does at Everton, and Nuno makes more sense at Everton than he does for Spurs. Um, if you just swap them, I think it's perfect appointments. But yeah, I mean it'll be fine. Vieira, I think obviously we've just signed Michael Elise from Reading. Uh, actually, I do have a note from Harry on that. Uh, oh yeah, because he's not here today. Let me find it. If you hadn't already noticed. If, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, so obviously Harry's a Reading fan Michael Elise was young championship player of the year last year uh, we triggered his 8 million release clause which is absolutely crazy when you now think we've gotten two young, young talents like Eze and Elise for a combined 25 million um, it's kind of crazy uh, but uh, yeah so this is what Harry has, said, has uh, messaged me earlier I said it was, with sad greatness, uh, it was with great sadness sorry, that I write this. Although the departure of Elise was always inevitable, it was an absolute joy watching him last season. He has the heartbeat of our team and one of the main reasons we were so good for parts of the season, especially with John Swift injuries. Seven goals and 12 assists for a 19-year-old in a league as tough as the championship. That is unreal. His key attributes are his vision, um, passing and agility. Uh, as disappointed as I am to see him leave, I'm pleased he's going somewhere that he'll actually play and be able to contribute. Um... When given the keys to attack, like uh, he was at the Madejski uh, last season, he'll flourish. I think the Palacios' vision and the rest of the attack, attack-minded players he'll be playing with. Rigid defence will free up some uh, space for the attacking. Great signing for Palace. Eight million is an absolute steal. Fucking release clauses. P.S. It's coming home. And P.P.S. Syphilis. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, some nice words from Harry there. But uh, yeah, I- I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do. I've been watching, as you can imagine... I've been watching some highlight videos on YouTube of him. That's see what he's like. Obviously. And he is a bit of a baller. And he has taken the number seven shirt, which I'm pretty gassed about. So uh had it before. Was it Mayor? Fucking yeah. that guy. Yeah. Before that um, was Johan Kabai, wasn't it? And then Johan Kabai, yeah. So hopefully at least they could be a bit more like Kabai levels <laughs> than, than Mayor. Than May, yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah, I mean there's been uh, uh Vieira's obviously you know, he's very active on Twitter, which is a bit of a weird thing. I don't know how I'm sort of going to deal with it over the his managerial um, tenure at Palace. But, um, yeah, he tweets a lot and he said there's more signings coming soon. So we'll oh. see what happens. We need them. But there's been a lot of stuff reported about, sorry. Um, there's been yeah. a lot of stuff reported about, obviously, um, the fact that obviously he's still got links with Arsenal. I think I've, me and you well, spoke about this. I'll go through some of, these, uh, some of these ones. OG. You, you are right. Mate. We are linked with Arsenal players. Uh, mainly Eddie and Kessie and Reese Nelson at the moment. Um, I don't really see us going for either. We have also recently linked to Emil Smith-Rowe for a loan move, but I don't think that makes sense for either um, now that we've bought Elise. And, you know, at some point we will have Eze coming back. I don't really see the point in Emil Smith-Rowe. Uh, Conor Gallagher is the big one that's been linked recently that I would really like to see get over the line. 
Um, obviously, if you don't know, Chelsea midfielder that was on loan at West Brom last year and was uh, very good for them. Uh, and Morgan Rogers, who was a young 19-year-old playing for... Uh, he's at the City Academy. He was oh. on loan. Um, I didn't know much about him, so I went on Twitter and was looking at Man City fans talking about it. And from their reaction, I, I won him because they are uh, going mad over the fact that they might lose him. Uh, and he's a very talented young player. So you never know. We'll see what happens, man. But Palace, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be an interesting season. Interesting is the right word because it could be interestingly like horrific <laughs> or interestingly great. Cover but, both games. What's that? For a lot of youngsters, like it's inexperienced manager and inexperienced in the Premier League. Well, like... I still think like the heart, the, the 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 soul of our team is still gonna like the core of it, the main skeleton of it is still gonna be like uh, Gaeta. You're still gonna have like um, Kiate Cahill's getting a new contract. Um, you still got you know Tyree Mitchell played a lot last season. You still got Joel Ward there. You still got Macarthur. Milivojevic is still there. You still got Benteke, Zaha. So you still have like the core of the team is still a lot of players that have been there. But it'll be like just dropping in players here and there, like your Elise's and you know your Conor Gallagher could sit next to Luca or or um, MacArthur and, and you know be all right. I would like to see a new centre back come in so we can not play Kiate there, but he's not a bad option to be honest. Uh, so yeah, Townsend's gone. Townsend's gone at the moment. Yeah, I would. I'd like to give him a new contract just for cover. And I really like the fact that I really like Townsend as, just as a guy uh, for Palace. So I'd like to see him come back. But to be honest, if it doesn't Townsend happen, now. I'm not massively fussed. Do you know what I mean? Um, How old is Townsend? What, early 30s? Yeah, around like 32, I think. Yeah. But there's been like chatters, or chattering on Twitter of Balassi coming back, which I, I would just love to see it because I love Balassi, bro. <laughs> but, um, he shouldn't have left. No, he shouldn't have left. He shouldn't have left. I understand why he did. But, um... Yeah, I mean... For yet another Edison project. Yeah, isn't it? But, I, I, to be honest, if we're going to sign anyone, I'd like to see Conor Gallagher and maybe uh, maybe a Reese Nelson or something. It'd be quite good. Maybe a Maitland-Niles cover it right back. Yeah. You never know. Uh, yeah, Please. But, apart from the, but, yeah, that's it, Palace. I think it's going to be interesting. I mean... I'm looking forward to seeing what he does. And he's very interested in using our youth. And we have a great academy. Obviously, I've been harping on about it for however long. But uh, I know that he's going to be using some of them players and stuff like that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes, man. We'll see how it goes. Um, Just before we move on from the, the Palace talk, I think, from, as an Arsenal fan's perspective, I think it would be good for sort of the re- likes of like Reese Nelson or Nketi or Maitland-Niles, one of those lot, to sort of go to Palace. Because they, they've not sort of lived up to their the hype that was around them and sort of Arsenal, um, however big or small it was. Um, I think it would just be good for them to to potentially just get off the Arsenal books now and progress um, sort of at a, a lower league team that can give them the playing time that sort of they deserve, really. Um, obviously, I know you, you won't go for... You, you might go for one of them. Obviously, very much that you'll go for or more than one anyway, if you were even to go for one. So, yeah, I think it would just be good for them to get on, get more minutes. Um, obviously, if they're going to be playing with someone like, uh, under someone like Vieira, who is going to be a, a massive influence for, for them and a huge role model, being obviously coming from from Arsenal, going through the academy and everything. You look at Patrick Vieira, you can bloody hell, he's obviously just sort of the lord oh he's very much he's an arsenal legend um so yeah i think it would be be good for them to sort of work under someone like Vieira. 
Might be good for all of them, not even just them, to be honest. Um, very successful captain, uh, the Invincibles captain. So, yeah, good luck yeah, to you guys. Good. But, uh, yeah, to be honest, I mean, yeah, I, there's a couple of players I want, I would like to see come in. But, yeah, we'll, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. There's a Enketia, I'm not really sold on, but I don't. I don't know. We'll see how there goes. many of them are. <laughs> no, I don't really. Yeah, I don't get the hype. But uh, Willock, I think he's gonna yeah. go back, bruv, To be honest, um, he like banged him in, didn't he? Yeah, he was playing very well. Well, that's what we were talking about. Obviously, saying that you know they weren't coming through at Arsenal, but a change of scenery can just do wonders, man. To get out of one organization and get into another, oh, yeah, and just yeah, exactly. Yeah, but um, yeah, it's going to be interesting. I think uh, I'll take some Arsenal players. They can then come and help us beat Arsenal next season, which could very well happen. Happy jokes. Um, but yeah, you know, it is it is what it is. But we'll uh, actually, Bards. While you're here, we haven't spoken to you. We spoke with you loads about this situation before it was officially happened, but it was basically happened anyway. But Jaden Sancho is now officially a Man United player. The floor is yours. How do you feel? Yeah, um, finally, a right winger. I'm ecstatic we've got a right winger to ping balls into Cavani. Probably not Martial. Um, but, yeah, man, it's good. It's weird because, obviously, he's not really starting for England. And whilst I've watched little of Germany, you know, football, the most I've seen is probably in the Champions League. And some like academy stuff when he was at City um, but I think it's a great deal for £73 million I think it's a mm. brilliant deal um, it's annoying because all the, the media and obviously that's what Man United have leaked to the press is that oh look how much money we've saved but if we had it last season we probably would have competed for the Premier League a lot better and probably would have won the yeah. Europa League so or been in the Champions League which would have been nicer um, yeah. but yeah it's, it's really Really good. It's a great signing. I'm glad it's done. Um, I'm now looking forward to what is happening because I mean, obviously, there's a lot of links with Man United. Oh, it? Normally in the summer, there's a lot of links to like a million players, so it's like loads of different players. But it seems like the ones that are getting leaked out is Varane. That seems to be very consistent mm. in the media. Um, if that's true, then that's brilliant. And and then a Camavinga, which no, it seems to me like that's more of a Pogba replacement. I think so. I, I also think I think it might be a little panicky. I think I think there might be a little one like, oh, we do want him. Might not necessarily want him now, but he's getting serious interest from other clubs as well. It might just be a fact of, oh, let's just get him now, innit? Yeah, so right. no one else can. It's like a Ronaldo thing where it was... I mean, he's got a year left, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So you could get him free next year, I guess, but you might as well go if you've got to pay like 30 mil, I think I saw for him, which is just stupid. Um, and it's Euro as well, I think. Yeah. Which is just. Yeah. And then he could just sit on the bench with Donny Van. Right, <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, let the poor man that, go. That's a, that's a He's only 18, isn't he? Uh, yeah. What is he? Is he 18 now? I think so. What? Camavinga so... or Donny Van der Beek? Uh, Camavinga. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's like 18, 19, I think. Yeah, it's nuts, man. Yeah, he's so, great. You know, great he, he can learn. He can learn from. Um, Tomine. Oh wow! Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> um, I don't mean that. <laughs> yeah. don't mean that. Um, but oh, yeah, there's some decent signs. I really, really hope we sign a, a centre yeah. back. That'll be definitely, definitely. Be you don't, you don't want. Well, have you seen Boateng is a free agent? 
And now I know, like, he's a bit older now, and whatever, but he's still a good centre back. I'm surprised no one's like gone for him, to be honest. Seems like a Chelsea signing all over. Yeah, it does seem like a Chelsea signing, but uh, we can move on on to Chelsea because Chelsea a bit look like they're eyeing up a madness at the moment. Oh my god! Uh, Willing to spend? Well, he's come out there willing to spend up to 150 million on Haaland this summer. Uh, They've already held talks with his camp and. Rumours are that they've already agreed, like their whole pers- their their deal basically. It's just now between them and Dortmund. Uh, oh, what do you make of that, guys? Because that's a bit mad, isn't it? So much money. Yeah. Jeez. It's that Russian mafia money just being thrown around. I don't think it'll happen either. If if it happens, I don't think it'll be this season. I don't think Dortmund will let him go this season. Well, the thing is, if they don't let him go this season, then it's a 60 million release clause next year, and they could get 150 for him this year. What are Dortmund going to do if they get rid of Sancho and Haaland all in the same summer on one foul swoop? It will hurt, but they also do have... I mean, it'll hurt their strike more, but they do have good winger options without... I mean, Sancho is the best one still, but... You know, Giovanni Reyna, they still have Royce, they have, you know, Thorgan Hazard. They have these players that can play on the wing anyway. So, it, that's not the crazy one. But Haaland would be mad because like, their striking options aren't fantastic aside from him, basically. Um, I don't so think they have tackle out. It's a 60 mil release clause. Yeah. Fucking next hell. Year, yeah. yeah, next summer. I but, I mean, they've got um, Werner, haven't they? I think I think it would be... I'd be shocked if they gave up on Werner. He's shockingly one bad. The mad thing is, they could, could probably sell... Uh, Werner to Leipzig next year <laughs> because um, Nagelsmann's oh, taking Bayern, him away. Yeah. So they'll probably sell him to Bayern next year for probably the same amount of money that they got him for, but then Nagelsmann will be like, no, it's worth it. Then they could, you know, recoup that money by maybe buying Lukaku next year if they don't get um, yeah, Haaland. Maybe. But I don't know, man. I don't know where Haaland's going to go. I don't, I don't really want him at Man United. Just because I hate Mina Raiola. Yeah, it's fair. Yeah. He is okay. a... He's, yeah. I don't know. I don't think he'll end up a City. I really do think Kane is nailed on to to play at City. Yeah. Um, but Harlan, I don't know, man. I wouldn't mind him. Like, Obviously, we want all these amazing players to come to the Prem. But I kind of might wouldn't mind it if he just didn't. <laughs> and he played for, like, you know, a Real Madrid or someone like that and went and just smashed it in the league. And then when you see him in the Champions League and it's a bit of, like, a spectacle. Do you know what it was? Like, it was watching Ronaldo and stuff like that and Messi. Yeah. More of a spectacle than it was, you know. Yeah. You see him week in, week out. Sort yeah. of the novelty might wear off a bit. Yeah. And we've got some incredible players in the Premier League already that I love watching. Uh, so, you know. But... Yeah, I mean, Who knows, but... if uh, if Mbappe is looking to leave, why not PSG will throw two hundred million at him? Yeah, maybe. I mean, Mbappe—that's another one. I think he might come to the Premier League, Mbappe, but it's going to Liverpool, you know. The thing is, I think if he comes to the Premier League, he won't be like this Mbappe we know now. No. Oh yeah. Plays in the I Farmers League, think mate. He will be. I just don't think he will. I think he'll get. I think he'll be great. He will be great, but he'll get. Bodied and thrown around in this Premier League. Yeah, um, it's too physical. It's very physical. You can tear it up. In, you can tear it up at Madrid. Oh yeah, yeah. I think Madrid's the sort of the most logical move for Mbappe. He doesn't seem like a Premier League player. PSG, though, I, 
Yeah, I can see him stay. I don't know why he wouldn't stay at PSG. Well, I mean, he put a load of stuff on his Instagram story the other day. I mean, it was I a picture of. Um, it was a picture of. Yeah, a bit like his last hand move, mm, you know? Yeah, maybe. Or what, and Mbappe goes to Madrid? Yeah, I can see that. I can see, just see Haaland in a PSG shirt, really. Yeah, I can. Well, Mbappe has put a load of stuff on his Instagram the other day of uh, the um, like the PSG stadium and everything, saying, "Oh, my PSG family, load of love hearts and stuff like that." So it seems like he's uh, he seems happy and content right now. But if he's said obviously says he wants to leave, then who knows really? Yeah. So well, I mean, PSG have just signed Hakimi and Ramos confirmed, and Wijnaldum yeah. and Donnarumma. Damn. Mate, stay. You're gonna win the Champions League yeah. at some point. You just are gonna win the Champions League at some point. You will, because um, yeah. we all know how good Hakimi is, but he is still somehow underrated. Uh, in well, I think uh, when we we cause don't talk about him like that. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, right out in the press, the mainstream press. But he's an unbelievable player, man. Do you know what's mad? They've done all that, and yet there was all that talk about Pochettino wanting to leave to go back to Spain. Yeah, why would? You... Why are you gonna leave? No. <laughs> Their team's crazy again now, even crazier. Um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, the only other Chelsea news at the moment is that Jorginho's had offers from other teams, but he's going to seek another contract extension at Chelsea. Fair. So, fair yeah. play. I think that's cool. I like Jorginho. Yeah, City, not much. Pep said basically they can't afford the strikers at the rate that they're going at the moment. That's cap, but. Um, <laughs> 100%. I mean, they can. They just don't want to spend the money this year. Uh, so th- he said that there's a very good chance that they don't sign a striker this summer. But I still think they'll sign Grealish. So it doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, yeah, true. Do you think they'll sign Grealish and Kane? I think they'll sign Grealish yeah. this summer, Kane next year. Yeah. Apparently, the Grealish deal's done. They're just waiting until after the Euros. Yeah. Man, I really hope so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's going to be. Do you want him at United? Yeah. I mean, I would love him at United. I mean, there, I, there was talk about us getting him last year if Villa had gone down, but then they wanted £80 million for him because they stayed up. But we were going to get him for like 40 mil. And yeah, I mean, I would bloody love Grealish. Well, didn't he also sign a contract, like a four-year contract you know last year or something? Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, once it all fell through and it was confirmed that we weren't going to get him at that price, yeah. he signed the deal. I just think that for like... I love him in an England shirt, so I don't. I mean, I do it with Foden. I like quite like Foden now, but I just don't want him going there. Yeah, no, fair enough. I get it. I think it'll be great. Uh, as someone that's like an outsider looking in at the top of the Premier League, I think it'd be great. I'd, yeah, it'd be fun. Um, I'd rather see him. I would rather see him at United than I would at City, to be honest. I just don't think he's a City player, you know. Like... Uh, I'd like to see I. Okay, we're going to have to talk about uh, Bars. This is for another podcast, maybe a Man United podcast at some point, but we can get into it a little bit. Marcus Rashford, is he good or is he not? He's been a myth. Really... This whole Euros, he's been a myth. He's I not think been he's been there. a myth this whole like season almost. I mean, he's, he's been good, right? Uh, but I haven't seen a lot. Too much charity he's, work. This season, well, I think this season, he's been so it, like played with injuries. And he came out and he, you know, like he's going to have surgery after the Euros. So he has got an injury there, um, but he he put up numbers that were like were great without him being great. It's a bit like right. Sterling. I watch okay. these games and I messaged you guys yesterday, and 
he is doing my head in, and then he goes and gets, okay, it was an own goal, but then he taps it in. Yeah. Like, oh my God, watching Sterling is so frustrating. Because I don't, like, he can't keep getting away with it. He can't keep getting away with the amount of balls he gives away. And like last season, it was a bit like Rashford, where he was he was lucky in that he was getting shots away, some were deflected and going in, but he was putting in that moment that he finds that spark just at the right time. That's why I think he could still play a part in the Euros, but I don't think he's a myth. I think he's, uh, I think he's great. He's our best left-hand option at, in United. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I wouldn't have said Sterling would would started in the Euros. So and Sterling had a terrible season compared to Rashford. That's so true. is Sterling a myth or not? No, I just mean in terms of like I can never really get a firm grip on if Rashford's are gonna because I always think he might just stay where he is at this point. Do you know I what I mean? This is the trouble with young I just don't watch new players where obviously there's so much hype around it because he obviously burst into the scene at all, like 17 years old or something, still doing his GCSEs or something. And he, well, he was playing at United while he was still doing exams at school and stuff, which was pretty crazy. And I think after that sort of thing happens and there's such hype around a young player and then... It's like a it's like a balloon. You blow it up and you blow it up. You blow it up and eventually it might pop, or eventually it will stay where it is and it, it won't get to as big as you you thought it might be. Um, so, yeah, I think it might have just been a case of that maybe there was too many people sort of blowing smoke up his ass, really, uh, for want of a better expression. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm not sure about that. I think... But I I just mean in terms of like not the blowing smoke up his ass thing I think because I think he is a very good player like I do think he's good it's just I don't know where he goes if you know what I mean does he just stay what he's doing or is he just going to go higher and, and get any better I don't know I, I think maybe I don't watch him or watch Man United for 90 minutes enough to be honest like this season he's been like and even last season he's been so like we've been playing we played him Actually, we brought him on, what, two years ago when he had a broken back and Solskjaer brought him on even though it was a Carabao Cup game. We were winning and he brought him yeah. on and then he done his back in even more. Like, And then he was he was just shagged after that. Like, he couldn't do it. And then this season, he had an ankle injury and he's got a shoulder. So I think he's having surgery on the shoulder, I think. But he had an ankle injury. And when we flew over to the, for the Europa League final... It like blew up apparently on the plane. Oh, he played a bit anyway. So like the guy is just like he needs, he needs a summer off. So I'm actually quite glad he that he's needs not to chill because like he actually yeah. will never get better if he keeps yeah. playing all these games with injuries and stuff like that. Yeah, but he definitely, I definitely think, yeah. But I mean, yeah, that's a. I want him to. I really like. I really like Rashford. I really want him to be great. Um. Yeah, I'd love the front three of England. The future of the future of England to be the front free future of United, Rashford, Greenwood, Sancho, like that would be sick. It's nice. Uh, just hoping it happens, man. That'd be kind of sick. But you know, Greenwood as well. I think Greenwood will get there. He's so crazy young still. I always forget how young Greenwood. Uh, obviously, we yeah, talked about Greenwood. Rashford. I think Greenwood's more. Greenwood's the more talented, like or naturally talented. Yeah. I think his finishing is crazy. He might be like. Aside from Harry Kane, he might be the best finisher in the team if he had made it. Like, yeah, quite possibly, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
Anyway, yeah. Like we say, we'll do a Man United nice. podcast ahead of the season, I think, because it'll be quite interesting. We'll do a Liverpool one, we'll do an Arsenal one. This kind of, I think it'll be a good one. State of the team, like maybe the week before the uh, the season starts or something. But yeah, um, Arsenal, yeah, we'll talk about them quickly. Uh, ben White, one of them deals that's probably going to get announced after the Euros, maybe. Um, yeah, interesting right, signing, yeah. interesting signing. I don't. You know, 50 million, it's a lot, but it's paying for an English defender in the Premier League from another Premier League team. So you pay a premium on that. Um, but yeah, Ollie, Ben White, we, we've spoken about it a bit, but now that it's actually looking like it's going to be done, how'd you feel? Uh, yeah, it is what it is, I guess. Like, uh, I don't really know too much about it. I didn't watch Brighton enough last season. Well, I'm not sure if I watched Brighton at all last season. Um, but yeah, I obviously seems to have come onto the scene and his name's been brought up a lot recently. Um, obviously, statistically, he had it sort of didn't have a, a sort of a bad season at all, and he's he's looks like he's a, a good young upcoming player. But um, we can only see what happens when he gets to Arsenal. Um, essentially, um, I'm I'm open to it. I'm not really forming much of an opinion right now of him because I don't really have enough knowledge to properly form an opinion, but. Um, and obviously you can see players going from one Premier League club to another and they just don't perform to the same level. So it might be a case that he completely flops at Arsenal and we've wasted 50 mil. But that sounds like Arsenal. So, I'm, I'm um... just, just wanted, yeah, I just wanted, it sounds like you're not worried about if Ben White's good enough. You're worried about what Arsenal is going to do to Ben White. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, How bad yeah. are Arsenal going to bring him down? Well, yeah. Well, I think it's a it's a bit of both because I don't know enough about Ben White to say he's not going to perform or he is going to perform at Arsenal. But knowing the history of Arsenal and what we do to players and what we have done to players, spending a lot of money and bringing some players in and them not performing to sort of the standard that we expected, really. Um, but then again, we've obviously brought in a lot of players that have performed to a great standard and have done have done really well. So. Sort of six of one, half a dozen of the other. Really, I'm just I'm open to anything at the moment. Um, I don't think it can it can get. Well, I, I don't even want to say to finish that sentence. No, sorry. <laughs> I, I, let me let me give you a bit more. I can I'm going to give you a bit more hope actually because I, I don't. I mean, this sucks because it's fucking Brighton. Got to talk about Brighton for a bit, and I'm actually going to be bigging up a fucking Brighton player right now. But um, as I, I think out, long. I think out of all of us here, I might know maybe the most about Ben White just because he's a Brighton player and you know the rivalry and all this kind of stuff. Keep your enemies but, closer. Uh, exactly, and you know, but I have to say, I think that this is. I think if you, I'm adding ten mil. I'm, I'm sort of seeing this as a forty million pound move because I feel like the fifty is because it's going from another English team to an like from Brighton to Arsenal, and he's an English young defender. Do you know what I mean? You do pay extra. Uh, so, if that's the case, I think this is a banger of a of a purchase. To be honest, he's a he is a wicked defender. And it's going to be easier to support him now that he doesn't play for Brighton. Uh, <laughs> because I do think that he is a wicked centre-back. Uh, Raw definitely got a lot to learn, which could suck being at Arsenal with a lot to learn. No offence, Oli. But, um, yeah, I think if he's in the right environment and he does come along, I think you're onto a, you're onto a winner here. And uh, probably the future of your back line, to be honest. Uh, could be future of well, I, I like him on which is, makes it easier for him to fucking go to another team which is fantastic for me but I do yeah. really like him and it's a smart move this is not this is something that Arsenal have not been doing for the last however long but it's a smart move yeah. um, to get in someone like this that uh, 
won't come with a lot of demands and you can mold him to an Arsenal way and that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, it's interesting, but I, uh, I think he'll be, I think he'll come good. And the other one is just, uh, Alwar again, um, for 25 million, I think it was, uh, but in order to get that through, you need to sell a midfielder basically. Uh, which Xhaka, I think will be the one that goes just cause he actually did okay at the Euros. Um, yeah, I think there's there's been a lot of talk about Xhaka. Um, I think not a huge amount of interest from loads of clubs, but the interest from the few clubs that have um, showed interest um, <laughs> is uh, that there've been sort of various offers that have been sort of put forward and things. So I'm happy to let him go. To be honest, um, he's he's a solid player. Um, he obviously can put a shift in, but I think he's far too sort of. He can be very hot-headed, and he picks up stupid fouls and stupid fouls, and not just in sort of in terms of the consequences, like getting a yellow card, but giving them opportunities to um, like get free kicks just outside the box and give away penalties and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, I think it's time at Arsenal needs to come to a close now. But other than that, I think there's a meltdown for more midfielders that you can you can take your pick from, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, That's... I'm open to it at the moment. I think with the last sort of couple of seasons, it's just been going further and further downhill. So I'm just willing to yeah try something different. Let's mix up the team a bit. Let's get some more players in. Get rid of this dead wood, and hopefully we might not be shit. Yeah. Just That's a lot of hope, but you know we'll yeah. keep it keep it full. That's what it's all about. Hope, isn't it? Uh... But yeah, uh, Mark, your team's super busy at the moment. Uh, sign a ball boy to a pro contract hey, uh, we're going to win the league uh, that's been about it yeah uh, it's just one of those it's just it's just a wholesome wholesome signing if anything really yeah it's one of those because he he, he was like, he was the ball boy for the uh, and Trent Sanchez, yeah I don't think that'll happen what Renato Sanchez has been linked oh yeah mm. oh, apparently Liverpool have already said that they're not willing to meet um, the sort of the price or the wages oh, right there there we go there you but, go. Yeah. Liverpool. They, they released a new kit and it's absolutely gorgeous. It is. It's very nice. I was going to say that. Yeah. Was it the one you were sending in the chat? The one that I sent in the chat. Yeah. Yeah. No, it yeah. is lovely. I like that kind of off whitey, kind of yeah, slightly yeah, beige yeah. kind of colour. It's nice. Collar's sick. Matt Copley yeah. one. Very nice shirt. Yeah. It's a very nice shirt. But uh, yeah, Liverpool. I, I'm sorry, Mark. We can't really talk about Liverpool much at the moment. They're not. It's really all right. Well, like you know, I didn't expect us to make some mad signings um, anyway. Other than um, yeah, but you know, that's just me blowing gas. Um, but you know, we we signed obviously Canate to the to the back yeah, line. Course, nice course, and early course. on, got that deal through, sorted it out, job done. Okay. Gave us some stability and reassurance there because I think if I think we kind of realised that if we do get a couple of injuries on that back line, which for some reason we always kind of do, we're kind of fucked. So I, I, I'm for it. I'm here for it. You know, is a great player, young as well, and physically a unit. But yeah, no, I think, I think we should wait till next season. Where did he come from? Leipzig? Yeah. Oh, okay. We'll see how it goes. Remember, who was the last player that came from Leipzig to the Premier League? Anyone? Leipzig to the Premier uh, Werner? Werner. Okay. How's that gone? Oh. But not very well. Uh, no, I think he'll be fine. It's a different position in these. Yeah. 
yeah, clock system. While we're still on uh, the topic of Liverpool, happy birthday, Virgil van Dijk, the Premier League's second best defender. What? Oh, yeah. Behind Ruben Diaz. Gomez. (laughs) (laughs) How do you think uh, van Dijk's going to do this season? Because he's he's 30 now. I think he'll kick on from where he was. It'll be raring to go, mate. Yeah, you don't think the injury plus the fact that he's he's not exactly young. He's 30 today, so he's had time. You don't think that's going to have... Like that's going to affect him that much or nah, anything? No, nah, he's fine. He's a physical specimen. He is a mutation of physicality. He shouldn't <laughs> run as fast as he run. He can run. He shouldn't be as strong. Uh, as, yeah, as strong I, as he I should re- be. Yeah, I reckon he's probably got over the injury a little bit earlier than we know about, yeah. and he's had far longer than you need for it to heal anyway. Um, skipping on the Euros and everything like that. So, uh, to be honest, mate, I think I reckon he'll be fine. I think. To be honest, I think it will be an interesting year next year for the for that Van Dyke versus Diaz. That's going to be a hot topic next year for the whole season. Yeah, um, maybe even Maguire sneaking his name in there uh, as best set, maybe one of the best centre backs in the uh, in the league. We never know, um, especially if he gets a partner like Varane and they can shoot and he's not you know juggling Lindelof or <laughs> whoever the hell. I can't remember your centre back options now, but um, he won't be. It won't be. He won't be just Maguire anymore, will he? Because once we win, it'll be Sir Harry Maguire. Sorry, of course, it'll be Sir Harry Maguire. No um, way. <laughs> uh, this World Cup win sort of like a little Crystal Palace win as well, because, you know, Southgate yeah. brought him through as a kid, you know, playing, and he came through us, <laughs> like, playing professional football with us. And, uh, you know, we wouldn't have wouldn't have him if it wasn't for us. So, you know, in the build-up to 66 with West Ham, I'm claiming this if we win it as Palace. Um <laughs> Uh, in the build-up to the game yesterday, there was um, they were talking to Ian Wright about Southgate, obviously about their their time at Palace and stuff like that. And uh, they were saying, I can't remember who it was, but someone used to sort of bully Gareth Southgate and call him a nerd. And so um, uh, Ian Wright went up to him and said, "If he calls you a nerd again, just bring, show him your O levels. Tell him you're smart or whatever." And it was just apparently he was such a a young naive kid when he joined. He said he obviously just. <laughs> He was sort of not bullied, but because obviously the, the banter back then was probably a lot harsher than it, it is now. Yeah. Um, they can probably get they used to get away with a hell of a lot back then. But um, toughness that he's been showing in this Euros, mate. Do you know where that's come from? Bullying. Uh, <laughs> it's come from uh, 25 years of recovery from the '96 uh, Euros. Yeah, true, true, true. But uh, yeah, no, uh, it'll be good. It'll be good. It's coming home. But last bit of news that I want to cover is probably the funniest bit of news, really. Uh, Barcelona have just completely messed up. Oh. Uh, they can't currently sign oh, any it. new players at the moment. I love they it so are much. 200 million euros in debt at the moment on a wages, and which is over the limit in the Liga. So they have to bring that down before they can sign anyone new, including Messi. Oh. Uh, because his contract expired, he would be seen as signing a new player and therefore cannot sign. So they've been saying that three of the players that they want to get rid of is Griezmann, um, Pjanic, and Umtiti. So those three will go. That's what they're saying. But that only covers 89 million of the 200 uh, if they get rid oh of them three. Oh, my God. Uh, they're also looking at getting rid of Coutinho for 20 million, uh, which is an 86% loss on their original investment of him. I'm uh, fucking taking for 20 million. Yeah, man. And they're going to have to just get rid of, like, lo- they've been having players like 
they've signed a few players for like 10 mil, 20 mil, like younger players and stuff like that, who now can't get paid or, or sign the contract, potentially suing the club. Um, yeah, it's just a bit mad. I mean, obviously it's mad for now, but what realistically will happen is the league or whoever will protect Barcelona and yeah. sort it yeah. out for him. Yeah, because that's yeah, hundred percent. It's not going to be as dramatic as everyone sort of. Oh, oh. we've lost bars. We've lost bars. Oh, oh he's, he's back. back. Um, yeah, it's not going to be as dramatic as a lot of people uh, sort of think. I don't think they're going to. This is going to be the the demise of Barca, and they're not going to have any of these players. Uh, yeah, there'll be some sort of background deal that will happen, like you say, with La Liga or something, or some sort of. They bring you know, in too much happen. money. Uh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I know, so, where I rest. I just want to pose this question to you guys. Do you think that there should be any help from La Liga to Barcelona for this? Um, it's a sticky one no. still. <laughs> Only, well, well I... They really know enough, don't they? Like, that's the reason. Well, the only... I know, I know he's gone, but like... Yeah. I think... I mean, have you seen their... Like, I think it was on Twitter, like their wage bill yeah. or their structure was all posted online. Like... They're giving, like, it's a big deal when in a, a player in the Prem, like Sanchez, earn 450k a week, right? At least five of their yeah. players are on 400 grand That's a week. That's crazy. Fuck and they're also, a billion, crazy. they're also a billion pounds in debt aside from this as well, not including this. Well, like, loans um, and banks and transfers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Frankie de Jong's on, like... Frivolous spending of 120 million on Coutinho where it didn't need to happen. The 100 and whatever you spent on Griezmann that didn't need to happen. All of these add up. Um, Frankie de Jong's earning 360,000 a week or something, which is... He is a baller, though. He's a baller, yeah. But if you think about it, he's like, that's, that's a lot of money. Oh, it's a lot of money, of course. But then the only way I'm saying with the La Liga thing is I think that La Liga should help because I think that the Premier League should have helped Bury and Portsmouth and Leeds, but I think the Premier League, the Liga should help them if they're gonna like really fuck it and go like down like if they, do you know what I mean? Like if the club is almost gonna cease to exist, kind of thing. Yeah, then I, I think, think the Liga needs to step yeah. in. I think they will because obviously if the Barcelona go, then the La Liga gets hurt as well. Yeah. But if it's yeah. a case of they're not in the Champions League anymore in Spain, then no, I don't think that the Liga should get involved. I think if it depends how dramatic the um, consequences of this whole thing is. Um, yeah. They, fuck, they fucked it themselves. They they fucked it. The bad, bad business. So La Liga will be like, well, no, we'll teach you a lesson. But if, yeah, if Barcelona will cease to exist and La Liga will be like, well, we need also, you to make us a lot of money. They need to get this sorted because they want to re-sign Messi and both Barcelona need to re-sign Messi and La Liga need Barcelona to re-sign Messi because yeah. no one will watch the money that Messi brings in alone 30% of attendance of attendance dropped in La Liga when Ronaldo left if they'd also lose Messi on top of that then it's fucked um, also Messi also makes 35% of Barcelona's profits so yeah. it's one of those things where like it's kind of a bit of a piss take for all the other La Liga teams that are adhering to these rules and are sticking to these limits and everything. I know they don't. A lot of them won't don't have the money to to reach those sort of limits. But just because some clubs do doesn't mean that they can get away with it. Um, like it's it is kind of a bit unfair for the some of these uh, the, the lower league. Um, well, the, the, yeah, the lower down the uh, the Liga table, sort of the, them sort of clubs. I think it is a bit unfair. So, um, 
yeah, like you say, if, if it is going to be a case of Barca are going to drop out of La Liga completely and they're going to cease to exist, then yeah, it's got to be done. But at the end of the day, it's you've also got to think about all the other teams that are in the league and what's fair on them. Because what they do with Barca, they would also Ooh, need we've to got be a lead. Sorry to interrupt a lot of you other... there, Ollie, but Shed Gaming is raiding, which means he's pulled into our chat and watching with a couple of other people. Hello, raid. welcome, welcome, welcome. Yeah, so just got Barcelona and their incredible 200 million euro debt that they have to get rid of before they can sign Messi, Aguero, Depay, Eric Garcia. Uh, yeah, they're completely messed it. And they owe a billion on top of that aside, but that's different stuff. They have completely messed it up and they might even go yeah. into that's what it, whatever happens with the Super League as well, whatever punishment that they well, might have. Now we know that. why they were pushing for the Super League so much. And I'm sure yeah. Real Madrid, I'm sure Juventus are in a very similar position. Uh, so it should be interesting to see what happens basically watch, yeah. watch Barcelona the might be the only football you can watch <laughs> yeah <laughs> but I don't know it's going to be interesting I I hope they sort it out because uh, Barcelona are a big team and they are I mean it's I don't know it's just a weird one isn't it I kind of wouldn't mind them sorting it out but having to sell everyone as well um, I think, I think there should be a, a middle ground where they obviously they might get some sort of help and that they can do it, but they're not at the capacity that they're at now. They've still had to make some serious cuts to players and um, whatever else sort of have you. I think there should definitely still be some sort of um, sort of not punishments or some sort of penalty for it because at the end of the day, it's, it's their own fault. Um, poor planning. I don't understand how they've managed to try and swing this. Uh, did they not see this coming at any point? Or yeah. Did they not know I think that, that I think they were should reaching be... the 200 million sort of limit? Should, like, it definitely like... should be like a definite punishment because like it's bad for the club, but then there's uh, these are people's lives and careers that you are now playing with who you aren't paying or you're going to have to like move off and it kind of gives them a bit of a bad rep or puts a bad taste in other people's mouths. No. So there definitely should be a punishment for the club and the people who are running the fucking club because they're running it into the ground. Yeah, yeah, technically, sure. obviously, Aguero, Messi, Dubai, none of them are, at the moment are going to be at Barca next year. Nope. nope. But technically, none of them are assigned. <laughs> they don't have the money to be able to be paid. So, yes, it's, tough. it's uh, tough. Yeah, no, that's it. It's tough. But I think, of course, I mean, it, they'll be fine. It'll be fine. The league will sort it out because they need Barcelona just as much as Barcelona needs Messi. Um, and no, I mean, People already don't really care about the La Liga. If Messi leaves the Liga now, what's the point? Um, they never should have got rid of Neymar. I know they got so much money from that, but if they hadn't sold Neymar, then they could have, you know, lost Messi this summer. Not had all this crazy transfer stuff that they tried to do because they lost Neymar, um, and then they'd have a player to take over the reins from Messi who could actually do it. Mm. Um, Obviously, they sold yeah. Suarez. Yeah, so they had no choice. Email. Can get rid of Neymar. Well, you say they had no choice, but I'm sure they could have sorted something out. I think because it was like a release clause, and PSG paid the money to Neymar, and Neymar paid the money himself. Yeah. Um, to release him from that contract, it's like a legal thing where I think they give the I think they give the money to like. How it works is the release clause goes to like La Liga or something, and then that means he's free, like done, he's gone. So it wasn't strictly a transfer 
between PSG and Barcelona, it was more the PSG yeah. gave. Well, or like what a country sure gave him the money or whatever it was, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah. Just had a uh, oh, slightly off topic. We just had a message from Harry in the group chat. Um, saying you forgot to mention also that um, was it Olissi, whatever the guy that you've just signed from Reading. Yeah, he's eligible for England, France, Algeria, Niger, and Nigeria. Um, so the boy is definitely going to get some World Cup game time at some point in his career. Nice. Yeah, that's man. cool. That's wicked. Decent. That's like that. Yeah, I was actually yeah. Though going back to him really quickly, I was I saw some fans, some Reading fans on Twitter saying that they think that he is more naturally gifted than Eze. Which would be quite interesting to see how it goes then with him. As he's a baller. Season. As he is a baller. Uh, so, yeah, it'd be interesting, man. I, I'm looking forward to it. I think Zaha will probably end up... I don't know. It's tough. I don't know. I don't It's. Uh, I don't know. I don't think he'll leave. But I think mm-hmm. this could be the season where we're most likely to sell him. Yeah, well, if you guys are listening to offers above 35 mil, then yeah, I think exactly. if there's... Yeah, it's going to be... If there's any season, it's going to be this season, I yeah. think. But unfortunately, this is the season where there's probably the the least amount of reported interest in him. Yeah, yeah. I think it's gonna be interesting though. I if Everton regressed fun. back into old ways, then I think they could they could buy him for like forty. Definitely, it's nice. Be a good place. Everton. Yeah, I'd rather just keep him to be honest. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, it doesn't matter. But basically, we're done. That's, that's the show, boys. That's the show. That's the pod. That is the sixth episode, the penultimate episode of the Euros, I believe. Next time um, we speak to you, we will be celebrating. Probably very. I'll hungover. still be hanging. Yeah. Yeah. Are we yeah. doing it on the Monday afterwards, and then just put it out straight away? I think so. Yeah, we're going to try and get, we'll try and record it Monday, get it out for Tuesday, so we're staying all up to date <laughs> on um, that. But, um, shed gaming yeah, on there. Uh, very. Uh, shed very gaming. Um, shed gaming has left us a comment. You should do a two v two England Italy FIFA game on Saturday. That's a great idea. Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, Let's do that. Simon, Let's if you that. want to get involved. Uh, yeah. yeah, no, that's fair. That's, yeah, that, that. That, that sounds like fun. Yeah, a little, little, even again. Hell, he said, hell's yeah, he said. So I think we should all be England and we can play a computer or something. Yeah. World Cup, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll all want to Whoever's got me on their team is basically lost already, so it doesn't matter. Oh, we'll, we'll do, we'll do like Simon Ollie because Ollie plays the least amount of FIFA, Simon plays the most, and then we'll do me, me and Alfie. Oh yeah, yeah but that's, that's that's not fair. Oh all. mate, no, we got Simon. You got Simon. Simon, he's yeah, sweaty. you got Simon. Chill out, man. Chill out. Honestly, you got Simon. He's wicked. Oh hey, Barney. Barney's here as well. Everyone. Yeah, no, so, but yeah. Barney's here yeah. just as we're Hey, Barney. Thanks for the follow, Barney. Thank you, mate. Ooh. Bar- Barney. Barney's a good fan of mine when I do the Pokemon streams with Simon. Oh, appreciate it, Barney. Thank you very much. Man. Yeah. Love Thank that. you very much. Make sure to tune in. If you're a football fan, make sure to tune in. We record basically most Wednesdays around between like half five and six o'clock is when we start. Uh, it might be a few days, but we'll let you know anyway and on, on social medias and that kind of thing. But uh, yeah, we'll say uh, thanks to everyone for watching. Uh, obviously with myself, Alfie, Mark, Ollie and Bardell. We, uh, we've had a great time talking about England through to their first Euros final. Uh, and first final in 55 years since we won it back in 60, well, won the World Cup back in 66. So, you know, hopefully it's coming home. Make sure to like, subscribe, on hit notification bell on, oh, we got a Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. We post stuff on there all the time. So yeah, make sure to uh, give us a follow. Make sure to check out Bard's Bites as well. We'll put a link in the description on Instagram um, for some good foodie goodness. 
uh, which everyone needs in there. Signing of her tomorrow. Huh? I've got the It's Coming Home burger. Coming oh, home I love that. It's coming there to go. my belly. What could be better, right? Sunday, chilling. If, you, if you're chilling with the family, you know, you're watching the football, you're watching it come home, you're eating mm. It's Coming Home, um, sinking a beer. You're singing It's Coming Home. Do it. Do it. Do it. Yeah. Treat yourself. Thanks for drawing us in the chat as well, guys. If you're yeah, still here, everyone chatting. It's nice that. to Thank have you. you. Make sure uh, to subscribe if you ain't subscribed. We're nearing that 50, uh, 50 goal. goal. We're yeah, really nearly nice there. Too. So, uh, yeah, thanks, guys. We appreciate it. And uh, see you soon. Bye. Peace out. It's coming home. It's coming home.